Good morning. God bless you. What's going on, Rock Church? I want to welcome you all to the Rock Church. My name is Travis. I'm the campus pastor here where I'm standing at Rock Church Point Loma. But I want to say, hey, what's up to all of our campuses? Uh, we are the North. What's up, Rock Church San Marcos? What's going on? Hey, and you're the South. What's up, San Isidro? What's going on? Uh, East County, what's happening? City Heights, Microsites, Online Campus, and right here in Point Loma. Why don't we put our hands together, greet one another, say what's up, say hello. Also, right here where, where I'm standing and wherever you're joining us, we have about 40 people that came from Kentucky. You're doing uh, a TJ House Building Missions Trips. Uh, we want to say thank you for joining us. God bless you. Good to have you here. And then also... Uh, we have a couple that's been serving with us since 2011, Jim and, and Glenda Young. Happy 50th wedding anniversary, everybody. Isn't that incredible? 50 years, what a legacy. Uh, but, but it is Father's Day. We want to say happy Father's Day to all the dads. And, and I would ask if you're a dad, if you're a granddad, or if you are a spiritual father, you, you, you father people in your life, or even if you're a father figure. And, and I think about my dad who's right there. He was here. Where's my dad? There he is. Okay. Dad, I love you. This is the last time I'm going to look at you today because I'm going to get all jacked up if I keep going back and, and looking at you. Uh, my father-in-law, God bless you. And, and my brother-in-law who's like a father figure to my kids. If you're any one of those individuals at all of our campuses, would you stand up so we can honor you? Would you stand up? Let's give him a hand. Come on, let's give him a hand. Online church, all of our locations. God bless you, dads. Would you stay standing for just a moment? Stay standing. We, we, we want to honor you th this morning. And if you've been with us, um, you know that we've been reading through the Bible this entire year. And this morning, we, we read through Psalm 37. That was the daily reading plan. We started the book of Psalms this month. And so I want to read this passage over the dads as a blessing and then pray it over you as well. This is what it says in Psalms 37, verse 23 and 24. If the Lord delights in a man's way. And I think it's okay to put dad's name in there. And so if the Lord delights in dad's way, he makes his steps firm. And so dads, listen to this. I get that being a dad is a great, great honor. It's also hard. It can be challenging. You can do it though. And God says, if he delights in your way, he will make your steps firm. And it continues to say, though he may stumble. I saw that guy in that video holding the baby and then swinging an ax with the other arm. That's some stumbly fatherhood right there. I don't know. I was just like, man, that's some stumblingness right there. Though he may stumble and don't we stumble. Can I get an amen, fathers? Amen. He will not fall for the Lord upholds him with his hand. Even though we make mistakes, dads, keep going. You can do it for your father in heaven will uphold you with his hand. <laughs> so wherever you are, online campus, San Marcos, East County, City Heights, San Ysidro, Microsites, here in Point Loma. If you're near a dad, would you reach your hand out as we pray a blessing on them before we go any further this morning. Let's pray. Jesus, we say thank you for our fathers. Thank you for our dads, our granddads, our, our, our dad figures, and our spiritual dads. They're a gift from you. We pray a blessing on them. Would their steps be firm in your sight? Would they take delight in who you are as you delight in them? And when we stumble, because we will, would you pick us up with your arms? We pray that in Jesus' name, everybody said, amen. amen. Let's give a dance a hand one more time. You can grab a seat. Well, today is a, a special day for me, not only because it's, it's Father's Day and I'm a dad and I have two kids. Uh, I've never preached before on a Father's Day. And so my goal today is not cry. I'm just going to throw it out there. It's like... 
hold it together, hold it together. Uh, but uh, outside of being a, a, a husband and a follower of Jesus, being a, a father is probably one of the greatest honors a man can have. And I know you'd agree with, with me, fellas. And, and, and being, a, being, a, being a dad, it's, it's fun, uh, it's, it's challenging, it's a blessing, and it's hilarious also. Can I get amen, dads? It's hilarious. Um, I want to show you a picture of my kids. We can put that picture up on the screen. That's me with my two kids there, my, my daughter, Anaya, and my son, Levi. Yep. This is show your pictures to your friend's day on Father's Day. Uh, my son re recently graduated, not from high school, but from high chairs. And, and he's just, he is like totally over the high chair. And, and, and he, we had that conversation, he's won, and he just, he's over it. And he's graduated now to climbing the bar stools. He wants to climb them like his big sister and sit up there, which I'm, I'm good, I'm good for that. I'm all, I'm all about it. When I leave the house and I come back home, my wife and my mother-in-law have the high chairs on the countertop. They don't want to mess with that. So what do I do? I take him down. I take him down and I let my son climb it. I just let him know. He's going to learn today. He's going to learn. Some, he may fall, but, but, but if he stumbles, I'm going to pick him up. That's what a good dad does. And then uh, he, uh, he's over the bibs too. <laughs> he, just look, he just gave me the look like, Dad, I am so over bibs. And, and, and so I, I, I tried to, you know, when they don't eat their food, you, you play the airplane, you, even, you taste it a little bit and you try to make them think it's good. And so I did that same, I employed that same method with the bib. I said, son, the bibs, check this out. These are so cool. And the second I said, this is so cool, I immediately knew this was a terrible idea. I said, son, we're over bibs. We're over bibs. Nobody's wearing a bib in this house. We're over bibs. And so I just end up walking around my son. Don't fall. I'm going to catch you. And he, he, uh, the other day he was eating uh, um, pudding, white pudding. And he had a nice shirt. And he just doing his Frankenstein walk, eating the, eating the pudding. And, and I'm just all over trying to catch it. Like, don't get your Sunday shirt messed up. That's just what I'm doing. And then uh, my kids recently got sick. And parents, you know this, when one kid gets sick, the other kid gets sick. And then mom gets sick, and then dad gets sick, and we're sick for a month. It's just, and it just goes around two more times, and it's just a nasty cycle of sickness in the household. But my, my daughter couldn't sleep, and then I couldn't sleep, and my son got it from her, and, and he started throwing up. In the middle of the night, I would, I would wake up. And, and I would carry him. And, and, the, and the goal is to get him to relax. You know, you do the little, what is this? I don't know what this is, but you just kind of do, you know, you, know if you're, you get this if you're a dad. You just do whatever you can do. You do whatever, whatever feels good to him. If he stops crying, you just keep doing that. Uh, and I tried to sit down on the couch. And, uh -huh. I go, okay, we're not sitting down. We're not sitting down. We're going to keep it moving. We're going to keep it moving. Uh, but, but, but eventually he threw up. He threw up and I was, I was getting near the couch and I did what any good dad would do. I sacrificed my body and my ears and my neck for the couch. <laughs> just get in my ears, get in my shirt, get it in my hair. I just got a haircut. But just get it, whatever you got to do, son, just don't get it on the couch. And, and it just seems like the greater the crisis, the greater need for dad. And here's what my kids have come to believe. When bad things happen, dad is there. When bad things happen, dad is there. And that's my story growing up as well. I have an incredible dad. He's sitting right there and I'm not going to look at him. And, and that's his heart. He's an incredible dad. And today I want to talk to you about the heart of the father. Everybody say heart of the father. Heart of the father. But today on Father's Day, I really want to be tender and more sensitive because I know that your experience and your experience online campus may not be what my experience is and was Especially because 
we're in a message series entitled, When Bad Things Happen. And what if the bad thing that's happened is dad? Or the fact that dad wasn't always there. Or maybe he was there physically, but, but, but not emotionally. Maybe that's the bad thing. Or, or maybe your father passed away recently. Maybe this week. Maybe this month, maybe last month, maybe this past year, and you've been mourning it, and it is just devastating to you, and I get that. This is our, our last message in the When Bad Things Happen series. I'm going to invite you to come back with us next week and, and join my pastor, your pastor, Pastor Miles, for a great word. But I want to wrap up this message series with some helpful perspective that I think will encourage a lot of us. And here's what perspective looks like. Perspective gives you a greater view. It gives you a greater view. For example, I'm 35. I may live to 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, 100 years old. You may as well. But regardless, because I'm in a relationship with Christ, one day I'm going to spend eternity with Jesus in paradise. That's perspective, everybody. I, I may have these years, but one day because of Jesus, I'll be with him in paradise forever in eternity. Now, Father's Day, we, we all hooked you up with donuts. Anybody get some donuts on the way in? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Some of you are still smacking your teeth. I can see you. I can see you. It's delicious. On Father's Day, it, it's a day for you just to enjoy. And maybe you got some cool toys at home. Maybe you're going to hit the golf links. And uh, uh, maybe you're going to drive around your car. And you got some cool things you've been waiting to try out. Maybe you got that new power tool. I know I, I kind of want a weed whacker. And, and, you know, it's just dads just want weird things like that. And you got some cool earthly possessions. And they're incredible. But if you're in a relationship with Christ, if you're in Christ, you also have an eternal kingdom inheritance from the greatest kingdom, the kingdom of God. You have access to that. I have some, some things that are cool, but I have a kingdom inheritance from Jesus. That's perspective. You may have an earthly dad. Today's Father's Day. You may have a dad that was great. You may have a dad that was okay. Maybe your dad's not here. Regardless, if you are in Christ and you're in a relationship with Jesus, you have a perfect heavenly father. It's perspective. I think that's an encouraging perspective, but I want to take it a little bit further. I, br I brought this, wrote with me today, and, and I have this to illustrate a, a point. You see, uh, let this represent all time, eternity. This would represent in the beginning, God created. This is where it all started. And we've come to this point right here in the red. This is our life. I'm right here at 35. Maybe you're here at 55. Maybe you're here at 84. Maybe you're here at 100. I don't know. But let the red represent our time. But I want to show you perspective. The rest of the rope represents eternity. And as far as the rope can extend represents what we have in store for us. But we get so fixed, don't we, on the red and, and, and my job and my stuff and, 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 and he just makes me mad and, and I, I, don't, I didn't get what I deserved. And we get so fixated on right here, in the beginning, and then here we are. This is eternity. As far as this rope could wrap around the city of San Diego and the United States, and if we weaved it through all the seats and every campuses, it would never run out. That's how far eternity expands. Jesus offers some deep perspective about whether we're living for today or eternity in John chapter 16, verse 33. You can turn there. We'll put it up on the screen. And this is what Jesus says in John 16, verse 33. In this world you will have trouble. In what world? This world. That little piece of red tape I had? In this world, you will have trouble. But take heart. Everybody say take heart. Take 
it is, it is a charge, it is a challenge, it, 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 it's, a, it's a decision, it's a choice. But, but take heart, Jesus says, for I have overcome this world. It, it's a warning from Jesus and it's an encouragement from Jesus. If you're living for, for this world, if you're living for this red tape right here, you will have trouble. In fact, you're going to have trouble. There's no getting around it. The, the, the thing that happened, the, the disease, the sickness, the illness, the breakups, the, the disappointments, Jesus said it. Don't be surprised. In this world, you will have trouble. But he says, take heart, for I have overcome it. But if you're living for this, and only this, when the bad things that happen come, you will be found with no hope. When the bad things come again, you will have no answers. Because you're living for this life in this world. When it happens again and again and again, it just won't make sense because you are living for this world. But notice what Jesus says in that verse. He says, in this world you'll have trouble, but take heart. And that's encouraging for us because as a church, we have made the decision to pursue the Father's heart. We've been chasing after him. We've taken on that charge to pursue the heart of the Father and on Father's Day, it's important for all of us to understand that fathering is, is a heart issue. Fathering is a heart issue. And whether you know it or you don't or you believe it or you, or you can't, you need to hear it that you and you and you are on God's heart. You're on the Father's heart. Fathering is a heart issue and you are on the Father's heart. And so I want to spend the rest of our time getting to know the, the heart of our Heavenly Father because there's no such thing as a perfect, perfect parent. There's only a perfect Heavenly Father. And we got to get to know him. And here, here's who he is. I want to spell out the word father for you. F-A-T-H-E-R. If you're taking notes, you can flip over your, your note sheet. And I just want you to write that down. Write the letter F-A-T-H-E-R. And I want to unpack the heart of the father with you. We'll start with the letter F. Write down, he's faithful to provide. He's faithful to provide. What does that mean? That means you can count on him. That means he's faithful to provide. You can count on our heavenly father. Turn to Matthew chapter 6, verse 26. Matthew 6, verse 26. And it says, look at the birds of the air. They don't sow or reap or store away in barns. And yet your heavenly father, he feeds them, doesn't he? These guys don't, they don't know what they're doing. But the, but the father takes care of them. Are you not much more valuable than they are? And you skip down to verse 31 and 32. I mean, it says, so do not worry, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? Ladies, how many asked that question today? What am I going to wear? It's Sunday. <laughs> it's my lady voice. It's <clears throat> what shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things and your heavenly father. Who? Your heavenly father knows that you need them, but seek first his kingdom. Seek him first and his righteousness. And all these things will be given to you as well. When I was in kindergarten, I remember uh, uh, I would drive to, to school with my dad. And in the center console, he had the coins. You guys know the coins? And your kids probably, they go through it trying to get some extra cash. That was my hustle right there. Every day I was like, any coins? Nope. Come back tomorrow. You know, it's just my little side hustle. And it was bake sale day at school. And I remember going and, and asking my dad if he had any coins. He didn't have any coins. Um, I said, okay, no problem. I need 50 cents for the bake sale. And so I get to uh, school, recess, we're playing. Everybody's having a good time, high-fiving each other. Everything's good. Uh, lunchtime comes and now it's bake sale time. And I don't got any money. And I'm like, man, psh, sure would be nice right now. 
if I could get a cookie, <laughs> you know, man, those cupcakes look good. But I didn't have any money. Bake sale's over. We go back to class. About an hour and a half later, there's a knock on the door. My teacher goes to the door, opens it up. Who is it? It's my dad in his suit. He's a businessman. And he's standing there and he calls me over and I'm like, what's going on? I go to the door. My dad takes out 50 cents and says, son, I brought you 50 cents for the bake sale. And I remember that so vividly. Now, the bake sale was over, by the way. That was some details I probably should have told my dad. <laughs> you know, it's 1130. It's 2 o'clock. <laughs> it didn't matter. It did not matter. And by the way, they had leftovers at the end of the day and I got to go use my 50 cents. But it just reminded me, man, my dad takes care of me. I can count on him. And your heavenly father, your perfect heavenly father is faithful to provide. You can count on him to come through for you. I want you to write down in the letter A, write the word attentive. The word attentive. What does that mean? That means God pays attention to your life. I have this sign in my, in my office and it says, I saw that, God. <laughs> it's like, oh my goodness, I better start reading or something. I'm in the office and he sees me. Is he watching you? Yeah, but I want you to think he pays attention. Is the father watching? Absolutely, he sees it all. But I want you to, to, to imagine him paying attention to you. In Matthew chapter 10, verse 29 to 30, this is what it reads Matthew 10, verse 29 to 30, are not two sparrows sold for a penny? I mean, they're just sparrows. I mean, there's so many of them. Aren't they just sold for a penny? They're, they're not that important. Yet not one of them will fall to the ground outside of your father's care. He's paying attention to them. And even the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Some of you, that's real easy because you got like 10 hairs. One, two, three, four, five. You can count them yourself. Others, you got about 10,000. But the father says, I can count them all. And even the very hairs of your head are all, are, are all numbered. He, he's attentive. He pays attention. Uh, my daughter, a couple weeks ago, I came home from work, a day full of meetings and, and emails. Uh, the, the emails don't stop just because I come home. The text messages don't stop coming just because I'm, I'm at home. And, you know, I'm, I'm going through them and it's been a full day already. Then the occasional scroll through Instagram. Ooh, what's that? Liked it. You know, just keep, I'm, I'm sitting there and my daughter was, 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 was trying to get my attention and, and she'll do this. Daddy. Daddy, watch me. Daddy, watch me. And she'll, Daddy, 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 watch me. You know, and she'll do whatever she can. And, you know, like whatever. And she's just like, Daddy, watch me, watch me, watch me, watch me, watch me. And I'm here scrolling. And, and, and so she comes over to me and she grabs my face. And she goes, Daddy, put the phone down and watch me. <laughs> I'm super convicted. I was convicted not only because I, I, I wasn't paying attention. I was on my phone. My daughter noticed that I was on the phone. And that was what was distracting me. Your father in heaven isn't distracted. He pays attention to your life. He cares about every moment of your life, big, small, happy, sad. He, he, he paid attention when you were going through that divorce, when your marriage was on the rocks and you were just striving and, and hoping. He paid attention when you lost your job. He, he, he pays attention when the finances aren't there and you almost lost your home. He pays attention. He, he, he hears your prayers and he cares. He knows your hopes and your dreams. Our God is attentive. He pays attention. That's your perfect heavenly father. He is faithful to provide. He's attentive. And then write down next to the letter T, write the word time. Our heavenly father gives us his time. In Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5, this is what it reads. For he himself 
said, I will never leave you and I will never forsake you. I will never leave you and I'll never forsake you. I'm not, I'm not gonna go away and this is what forsake is, to turn his back. I'll never do this. I'll, I'll never go away and I'll never do this. I'll never talk to you as if you're not there. I'll never turn from you and just pretend that I got my own things going. No, the, the father says, I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you. City Heights, this is a word for you. The Father will never leave you, never forsake you. This part, this part might be really hard for somebody today and I get that on Father's Day because maybe your father literally left you. Or maybe he was there physically, but emotionally and spiritually and intellectually, he forsook you. He turned his back on you. And so I get that this is hard. Know that your Father in heaven isn't into leaving you or turning his back on you. He's into giving his time. My son really likes mowing the lawn with me. Uh, one, I just did it one day. I mowed the lawn and he was next to me. And so I threw him on my shoulders. And so I hold him with one hand as he dangles. And we go and do, we mow the lawn. Maybe that's some stumbly fatherhood myself. I don't know. Got a message from the neighbor. I keep doing it though. It's all right. He loved it so much. So every day I come home. The first word out of his mouth is mower, 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 mower. <laughs> we mow the lawn like every other day. Our grass is short. <laughs> it looks real. And the craziest thing is that we actually have lawn service that comes and mows it. My son doesn't care. We mow it right after that. As soon as he goes, he's like mower, mower, mower. I'm like, all right, get on, let's go. We just start going. We start mowing the lawn. So I'll admit to you, sometimes I hide the mower. I'm like, I don't know where it went. I don't know where it went. I think it's broken today. I'm not sure where it went. He just wants my time. He just wants to be with me. My daughter, she loves playing uh, hide and go seek. Um, can I just be honest with you? I am so tired of playing hide and seek. I know all the hiding spots. I know, I know all of them. I'm like, how many times can I find you in the pantry, girl? You need a new spot. You need a new spot. <laughs> it's like the, the fun for me is, is gone. Uh, and, and it doesn't matter, though. My daughter and my son, they, they just want my time. Parents, your kids, they want your time. That's how they spell love. T-I-M-E. They want your time. That's love to them. They want your time. And as a child of God, if you want to just spend all day in the presence of your perfect father, he will spend all day with you. That's what a great father does. That's what a perfect father does. The letter H, I want you to write down the word holy. The word holy. But I, I want you to think consistent. This will make sense in, in just a moment. Holy, and I want you to think consistent. In Revelation chapter 4, verse 8, it says, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was holy, he is holy, and he always will be. Holy means to be set apart. And so while God is set apart, he is able to be the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. The reason he's set apart is because the rest of the world is continually inconsistent while the Father is consistently holy. He is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. God is holy because he's consistent. And so if I felt his love back then, I can be sure I know he loves me today. If God got me out of the, the financial crisis last year, I can be confident that he will come through and get me out of this one this year. 
If God got me out through a, a terrible breakup and then I, I got another terrible dude and I got to break up with him too, I can be sure my God will get me out of this terrible breakup. My God is consistent. He is holy. He is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. My God is for me. He's a holy father. He's faithful to provide. He's attentive. He gives your time. He's a holy God. And right down next to the letter E, expressive love. Your heavenly father, this is so important. Your heavenly father expresses his love. In Matthew chapter 3, verse 16 to 17, as soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the, the water and at that moment, heaven was opened and he saw the spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven, whose voice was it? It was the father's voice. And a voice from heaven said, this is my son whom I love. With him I am well pleased. The father says, that's my son. I love him and I'm really, really proud of him. And you know what Jesus had done, everybody? Nothing. He didn't do a thing. There was no walking on water. There were no miracles yet. There was no picking up the ear and putting it back on the, on, on the centurion guard's face. That there was no raising people from the dead. He hadn't resurrected yet. I mean, nothing had happened. There was no touching and healing leprosy and restoring women. Nothing had happened. He hadn't done a thing. He, he didn't earn the father's love. The father just said, that's my guy. I love him. He's my son. I'm so, so, so proud of him. I'm so proud of him. And I, I love, uh, I, my dad started, started texting recently. <laughs> it's like a new level of relationship for us. My dad's always told me he loves me. He, he, I hear it from my father-in-law all the time. My brother, every, I love you, I love you. And, and we're a very uh, um, expressive family. And we hug each other, kiss each other. All, all that's good. And, uh, um, but recently he started texting. And so I remember getting the first text from my dad, I love you. And I was like, oh, snap, we're like on a new level right now. <laughs> just like brand new, it was just different, just another way to show his love for me. Last night he texted me and said, praying for you, happy early Father's Day. Thanks for doing the Father's work, I love you. That means something to me. I love hugging my kids, I love kissing them and, and their dirty hair. I, I, I love giving them high fives when, when they do something cool. I love giving them fist bumps. I love laying hands on my kids when they're sick. Pray for healing for their lives. Dads, tell your kids you love them. And, and, and there's some great dads in here. Campuses, there's some great dads there. So keep, keep doing it, dad. God bless you for being faithful. But, but dads, show your kids love and, and don't hold it from them. Express, express that, that, that love. And, and, and I, I understand there's different cultures, there's different backgrounds. And, and this, it bugs me and it cringes when I hear someone come up and go, well, it, well here's the deal. Y your grandparents were like this. That's why I'm like this. Or we just have a different way of showing our love in this family. Everybody look up here. If you can receive the perfect love from a heavenly father, you need to express the love from a perfect father. If you can receive it, then give it. It's the last letter, R. Write down the word relationship. Relationship, not religion. Relationship. Your heavenly father desires a relationship with you and not religion from you. I'm going to say that again because I really like that. Your heavenly father desires a relationship with you and not religion from you. I'll show you the difference. Religion says, I messed up. Don't tell dad. 
Relationship says, I messed up again. I got to tell dad. It's a difference between the two of them. And our God isn't a, 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 a holy drill sergeant in the clouds shouting out commands from heaven. He lives in your heart. He wants to be close with you. He wants a relationship with you. He wants to speak into your life. He wants to show you the goodness of his heart. That's your heavenly father. So, uh, who is he? He's faithful to provide for you. He's attentive. He's paying attention to you. He gives his time. He doesn't take it. He doesn't turn on you. He gives it to you. He's holy and consistent. The same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. He expresses his love and he wants a relationship with you. That's the heart of our perfect heavenly father. Now, now hear this. I totally get that what I just described may not be what you experienced. That may not be or sound like anything of what your father experience was. Maybe how you are or, or what you received. Maybe your, your dad wasn't there when bad things happened, the deepest and darkest moments. He wasn't there when, when the divorce happened. He wasn't there when you lost your job and, and the money was gone and you almost lost your house. Maybe he, he wasn't there when, when there was nothing left to, to, to turn to and there was addiction and, and, he, and he struggled so you couldn't go to him. Maybe your father wasn't there when you were bullied as a kid. You're going way back now and you're still holding on to these father wounds. Maybe that's your story. But let me tell you something. As much as you cry out to God and as long as you need the father and as loud as you shout his name, if you need the father, when bad things happen, he will be there. He'll be there for you if you need him. That's the heart of our heavenly father. When bad things happen, your heavenly father is always there and he's always been there. I want to uh, wrap up. We only have a few more moments together, a few minutes together. I want to end with this really cool story. And I ask you just hang out with me, all of our campuses for the full service and just enjoy this part. This could be the best part for many of you. Uh, several years ago, many years ago, we sent our global missions team to Haiti. Shout out to global missions, all our missionaries across the world. Let's give them a hand of our missionaries across, across the world today. We love you. God bless you. We see you. Thank you. We had a, a team that went to, to Haiti and uh, they went to start a, a super kitchen and an orphanage. And there's about 10 to 15 of them that started setting things up where they're going to serve hundreds of meals every single day. They're going to serve thousands potentially a week. And one day they heard some noise rustling in the trash heap. Like crying and wrestling, and they didn't know if it was an animal or what it was. And so part of the group walks over to the dumpster, the trash heap, and they hear wrestling and, 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 and crying, and they look over. And here's what they saw. We put that picture up. A little boy, newborn. And you go there. <laughs> And you, you, you hear that story and you, you imagine him and you just see the, the, this, the devastation almost, the embarrassment, the shame that the world just wants to throw all over him and on you. And that's the lie of the enemy, that, that you're trash, that you're in the dumpster, that what's happened to you is so dark and so desperate that nothing, not even the Father's love can help you. And that's the lie from the pit of hell. And this group of people got around and as the little boy cried out, the group began to love him and pulled him out, prepared to uh, care for him as a family. They weren't prepared, but they did whatever they could. And four years later, they restored him, and the father's love began to minister to those people and to this child. And this is him today, or four years ago, excuse me. 
His name is Daniel. I met him last Sunday just by chance. He was four years old there. He's about seven now. When I met him in, in, in the back, I was just hanging around. And who was he with? Of course, his father, his new dad. That was a gift from the Lord to him. They spent years in, in Haiti trying to get here. They're here now. Praise God. We share this story, by the way, every single week in our life class where you can learn to be a part of our church and learn how to serve and, and join a group. It's a powerful image. And I look at this story and I think about it and go, God, you are so good. And only a perfect father with perfect love could take something that's so devastating and so tragic and restore it and make it so beautiful and so praiseworthy. There's some people here today that maybe you feel like that's exactly where I'm at. I'm still in that lie. I got father wounds. I wasn't a great dad. I had a good dad, but I couldn't do it. You're just stuck and the enemy has got you trapped there. I wanna, I wanna challenge you, encourage you. As long as you cry out, someone hears you. And today it's the heart of the Father. He hears you loud and clear. He sees your heart and he wants to give you his goodness and his kindness and his love, and his mercy and his grace. I want you to bow your heads and pray with me. All of our campuses, online campus, will you bow your heads with me? Microsites, bow your head. I want you just to listen to my voice for a few moments. There's somebody here today that needs to make a decision to meet your perfect father by surrendering your life to Jesus, his son. Maybe that's the message today, that a, a perfect father in his perfect love sent his perfect son for you so that you can know him. Your perfect father, he wants to restore you today. And if that's your heart today, for whatever reason, and maybe you just need to come back to the Lord, recommit your life, maybe meet him for the first time, maybe today it just makes sense, that's the love I've been needing, wanting, desperately seeking, then you can find it right now through the son of the perfect father. Son's name is Jesus Christ and he died for you on the cross over 2,000 years ago. And you can take all of that sin, all of that shame, all of that embarrassment, all of the, the not enough lies from the enemy and you can just put it right here at the foot of the altar in the cross because Jesus already paid for it. And today you can receive his love, receive his forgiveness, receive that renewed mind and strength. And so if that's your hope, that's your desire, as everybody's heads are bowed and your eyes are closed, I want you just to pray this in the quiet of your heart. I want you to pray, dear God, I love you with all that you have. I receive it now. Thank you, Jesus, for dying for me. Father, I believe that you are my perfect father and that you sent your perfect son to live and die for me so that I may have everlasting life and one day be with you in heaven. Forgive me of my sin. Forgive me of my trespasses. Fill me with your truth about who I am. I am a son of the king. I am a daughter of the king today because I am in Jesus Christ. As everybody's heads are bowed and eyes are closed, if that's your prayer today, across all of our campuses, our online campus, City Heights, San Marcos, San Isidro, East County, and right here in this room where I'm standing, if that's your prayer today, in a moment I'm gonna invite you to stand and I encourage you to be bold today, to take heart, to make a decision to stand before God today and say, Lord, that's my heart. I want you. I want to be close with you. 
You can just grab the hand of the person next to you, squeeze it, they'll know, they'll just stand with you. No one looking around, everybody's heads bowed, eyes closed. On the count of three, I want you to stand. One, two, three. Stand up right